Welcome to the den, guys and gals, and gratitude for you just coming in and tapping into the conversation and diving into the rabbit hole she shared with me. Don't forget to share this podcast, leave a rating, and I'm also very appreciative of any donations. With that being said, welcome to the den, guys and gals. So I always love to give inspiration for each episode before I deep dive into it. And this particular one, so I am here in Atlanta, Georgia. That is where I reside in Atlanta and the surrounding areas. And just recently, this past weekend, we had these riots here opposing this cop city. Actually, actually it was riots. There was someone injured. There were a lot of violent things going on downtown. Cops' cars were getting set on fire. Buildings were getting um, bricks thrown into them. Fireworks were set off in the middle of Peachtree. Like, it was crazy. It was crazy. So that got me to just pondering about and looking deeper into this cop city that they're planning on building here. And the structures and the different mock cities that are similar to this that people may not know about all around the country and i'm telling you y'all there are many many and plenty and a lot of them most of them probably 85 to 95 percent of them have the they are built for the ideals of military expansion, military training. Of course, um, some of them are police training. A lot of them are also car training spaces. For the most part, these places are massive spaces for training and practice. And they can be used by governments, individuals, private sectors, basically whoever has the money and the connections to be able to use these spaces can use these spaces. So of course, with every great thing that we have today, every great, good, bad, ugly, everything has an origin, right? And in looking for origins of these these mock cities these fabricated cities i came across this guy named gregory potemkin and gregory was actually said to be the lover of catherine the great who was the reigning empress of russia from 1762 to 1796 she is also known as catherine ii okay so he was the said lover of her and he was also this war hero and this well-known nobleman okay and gregory it was said that he set out to actually conquer this piece of land for catherine and you know once he took it over he wanted to show it off to her however the empress unbeknownst to her the land was actually um it was a desolate place so nothing was growing no people were living there there was basically no life so you can imagine somebody taking over like this desolate this desolate land there there's nothing there there's 
there's no beauty in it. Um, usually when you when you find yourself conquering a place, you imagine yourself conquering this this beautiful vegetation filled village full of happy people. You know, a pristine place to come and say, oh, this is mine now. This is beautiful and I've conquered it and it's not mine. This particular area that he had conquered for Catherine the Great was absolutely not this. So because of that, it is said that he kind of constructed this ruse. Now, he wanted Catherine to visit this place, uh, but he, in his mind wanted to come up with a way to have her visit the place and have it mimic um, this place of grandeur instead of this place of desolate and death, right? So he constructed what is now known as the Potemkin Village. And this was a place that was uh, constructed with painted facades to mimic real villages. He even had people like standing on the road when the Empress, when the Empress was uh, coming through, baby, when she was coming through the road, he had people actually standing on the side of the road with these little fake happy smiles on their face. Um, they would have little hay bales over, just like going through a village in Hollywood. You know, you, you see the, the tree line, but nothing behind a tree line is real. <laughs> That's basically what this was like. Um, and this was only to trick visiting officials that were coming through the area on their horse-drawn carriages, okay? So he had these mimic little villages set up. He had... Um, he had uh, hay bales. No, not hay bales. He had wheat. Kind of, he had wheat sacks that were filled up with sand. So it would mimic that there was plenty of food. But in actuality, there was no food. He even had uh, stables of animals brought over to the area. So it can look like that these animals were naturally grazing the area. Um, which, again, was not the case because it was a very desolate area and basically nothing grew and nothing lived. But he brought over all of these things to mimic this thriving, thriving place that he had just taken over uh, for Catherine the Great. And this essentially is the origins of the Potemkin village, which this this particular story is really through um historians have their time kind of going back and forth saying oh did it really happen did it not really happen but this is the story that you get to when you're just looking for the history or if you were ever to research the first mock city you're gonna come it's toe-to-toe with poking potemkin village and let me make sure i say that right because you know pronunciation is very very important to me but if you're looking for the origins of a mock village, a mock city, you're going to come face to face with Prince Gregory Potemkin and his village ruse to impress Catherine the Great herself. So now that we have deep dived into a bit of the history, right, and we have a background origin story of what a fabricated village or city looks like and 
the most important thing from this story for me is the why. Why do people create these type of spaces and having the origins of this space really revolve around the military, wartime, and impressing the elite is all great reasons to, to tap into this for the rabbit hole she shed. Now, there are these type of cities all around the world, but for the sake of this episode, we are going to concentrate on these cities that are actually located right here in the United States. And the number of these cities are in the dozens. They are maybe even in the hundreds. You definitely have your locations where you can find via Google, doing your own research. However, I am almost certain that there are just as many blacklisted, black-sided locations that are just for whatever purposes you can't find them on google okay so these are the places that are really deep into the private sector places we will never know about places that are heavily used for military research and training and for the purpose of secrecy protection or however whatever the excuse is like we will never know about these places and their particular specific locations however for the ones that we do know about let's deep dive into those okay one of the first towns that i want to get into is doom town of the 1950s now this town was created during the cold war and you know during this time nevada was an extremely popular place to test nuclear weapons it's estimated that the u.s government tested nearly a thousand atomic weapons in the desert close to uh las vegas right and they basically wanted to see what would happen in a real town if an atomic bomb were dropped on it. And they made this a very real town. You know, actual food in the kitchen, cars parked along the streets. Uh, the populated area had all of these clothes, the mannequins. The idea essentially was to find out what would survive during a nuclear blast, which turned out to be not very much. You can definitely think of Doomtown as the ultimate nuclear testing ground. And again, this is right out here in, in Nevada around the Las Vegas area. And I just wonder, and a question to ask yourself is, what the hell type of effect did that testing have on that land and the surrounding area? As you know, the effects of nuclear blast does not just go away these things linger and last for quite a while and a lot of our produce and food a lot of our water supply for the entire country is based on the west coast so that's definitely something to ponder about another interesting space is speaking about the west coast and you will find that there were there are a lot of fake mock cities that were built on the West Coast during wartime, whether it be the Cold War or World War II. 
Now, during World War II, on the post-Pearl Harbor attack, there were... This, that, there was this place called the Boeing Wonderland. And this was essentially a airplane camouflage town. And this is one of the first instances where we see the word suburban camouflage kind of come into play when it is referring to these mock cities. And it is exactly what it sounds like, a suburban area that is being camouflaged to look like something else. So the Boeing Wonderland was actually built atop of a Boeing plant during World War II with the promise of hiding West Coast aircraft factories from the Japanese. And, you know, with what had happened in Pearl Harbor, tensions were up, paranoia was afoot. And they weren't particularly sure, and this is how the story goes, so they weren't sure if the Japanese could come and actually attack the California coast, the West Coast, um, attack Los Angeles. There were even attacks along the coast there. So they felt that they needed to absolutely camouflage this uh, Boeing aircraft factory. So the top of the the top of the land actually looked like a village, which of course it wasn't. It was all fabricated to look this way. And so that the workers, the factory workers were actually working under these villages. So you have this fake facade suburban village which laid on top of an actual World War II airplane aircraft factory. I do want to note that the uh, this particular factory, so the Boeing Wonderland, was actually in Seattle, Washington. And there were, like I said, there were numerous fake towns that were built, including one in Burbank, California. So all along the West Coast, you had basically, you had a lot of fake towns being dotted dotted in place along the West Coast during World War II. And right now, I want to read a little insert from listverse.com, which is talking about the design of these SoCal plants, okay? So because of these, because these SoCal plants were near Hollywood and the country was full of patriotism for the war effort, the government had no trouble obtaining the best movie set designers and large-scale painters to create fake houses, sidewalks, fences, trees, and cars. From the sky, it appeared to be a real neighborhood. But in reality, the buildings were four to six feet tall, the trees were made of burlap and chicken wire, and greenery was painted on actual runways. The designers were so detailed that they even painted some of the yards brown to make the grass appear as it hasn't been watered, which is like, wow. And, and that's the end of that little paragraph here on listverse.com. But my goodness, it makes you think about the 
for sure the next time that you get into an airplane and you are flying over and you're looking down at these different cities below you, you have to kind of ask yourself, okay, is this real or is this fake? Because you could very well be flying over something that is not what it appears to be. And the eyesight um, from above can definitely be tricky. I can see how, you know, looking on something from above and just looking at the top of it, right? You don't know what you're looking at. How do you know if you're looking at a real city or a fake city? Something to ponder on. Okay, then listeners, it's time for a quick and simple commercial break. This commercial is brought to you by Carol Angel Publications. Carol Angel Publications is a full suite service for your publishing and graphic design needs. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Carol Angel Shop. We are back from our quick and easy commercial break. And before the break, we were diving into a few of the fake cities from the World War II area, Cold War area, cities that were upscaled during the 1950s. And before we tap into some more cities, I also want to point out this other 1950s era fake city in Apex, Florida. And this site was actually created to test liquid hydrogen fuel. And one thing that's interesting about the Apex, Florida city is that you can actually still find it on some roadmaps. Um, sometimes it appears on roadmaps, sometimes it doesn't. But they actually made this a true residential town area like they took out residential building codes and everything for this town now today is what you call a ghost town which i find interesting as well because you know a lot of these ghost towns actually weren't they were never real towns you know they were always they were always ghost towns. They're just not being operated on in right now. So ghost town for me is becoming another word for a fake town. It's not just a town that's being abandoned by people. A lot of these ghost towns are towns that have been abandoned by the damn government. And just to add a quick note, the project in Apex, Florida was actually called Project sun tan if anyone is interested in that and again that was a liquid hydrogen fuel testing site again a lot of these sites revolve around the mass scale testing of different entities whether it's wartime testing whether it's nuclear testing whether it's hydrogen fuel testing these sites are put into different spaces sprinkled throughout the land if you will and they are there are massive testing going on at these sites 
As we move out of this 1950s war era, post-Pearl Harbor, post-World War II, Cold War time period, and we move into the modern times, we start to explore, we can start to explore different uses for these mock cities, which include the actual actual product testing and real scenario testing that a lot of these mock cities that are still around and operational right now today are are doing. These places have a unique place in military, technological, and mass population testing history. There are literally these mock fake cities sprinkled all around the country. And just to give you a scope of where these are, you have these mock cities in places like Michigan, Maryland, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Utah, New Mexico, and just to name a few that are just right on the surface. And these places, again, are used for various amount of testing. And as we move forward with different technology, technological advances, uh, product advancements, even infrastructure advancements, and I'm using air quotes when I say advancements, uh, these places are popping up to be able to test these things. The demand to test things on a mass scale for mass population is like there is a real true demand for that. People that are looking to make these products that are going to be used by the world, they are are looking to test in a way that gives them real-time results, real-time analytical data that's going to let them know exactly how these products or exactly how this technology is going to do in a real city with real populations. These places even go as far as hiring actors to play citizens. Um, some of these places actually have actual people there and I mean you know actual bodies who are hired to come in and play specific roles for these for this testing so let's just quickly dive into some sites that are well some fake city sites mock city sites right here in the U.S. and I'm just going to go through them and quickly say where they are what they do on the surface and let's just start with M-City. So M-City is a 32-acre site in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And the purpose of this site is to test driveless cars. So you will actually have representatives from all of the big car brands. Um, and you could just name one. I'm name one. I'm going to name Dodge. Okay, so you have... These uh, major car brands who are looking to put these driveless cars on the streets and they will use a site such as M-City in Ann Arbor to actually test out their cars. So they're going to have extensive streets. You're going to have, of course, your lights. Um, there's even a city center in M-City. Of course, there is fake buildings, fake streets. Um, actual drivable streets now mind you 
and it is a complete suburban rec a replica which chief purpose is just to test out driveless cars the fbi has a city called hogan's alley which was originally constructed in 1987 and it serves as a living classroom for future federal agents and just like the uh, the cities the mock cities of the cold war and world war ii era this city was actually built by a lot of hollywood set designers so you, Hollywood is creating fake cities everywhere, child. Exactly how you see those Hollywood lots, there are replications of those all across the country. Fort Erring is a very, uh, another interesting mock city spot. And this is actually in the Mojave Desert, which is in the California area. And it's roughly the size of Rhode Island. And something very interesting about this is they actually have a faux Afghani and Iraqi villages out there for use for military training. So you can actually get a sense of being in an Afghan village without ever leaving the country. And I just want to do a quick side note right here because um, imagine how many times we see something on the news that we think is somewhere and it's actually not and it's actually being staged in one of these fake mock cities. Hmm, definitely something to think about. There is also a Mars Desert Research Station. So moving into the realm of the cosmos, there's also this Mars Research Station that is in Utah. And they picked Utah as the perfect area to kind of resemble the red planet, I suppose, and the red soil of Utah to match the red soil of Mars, or, you know, red land, red planet. But they actually do um, Mars scenarios and they it features a set of simulated habitats to get potentially get astronauts ready to live and move around on the planet, air quotes there, of Mars. Heading over to the East Coast, we have the James J. Rawlings Training Center which is this 500 acre, huge, right? This 500 acre site that's actually the training center for the U.S. Secret Service. And this is filled with all type of uh, replica, including a replica of Marine One. There is also said to be plans in the work to create this, a replica of the White House, which again, makes me think, <laughs> if there are all of these replicas of these actual buildings in the country, then what is keeping them from using these replicas in actual footage that we show us? So, for example, when we have these White House press meeting footages, I also remember a particular footage of Joe Biden getting a... Uh, getting the vaccine and it was found out that he was actually in this replicated room, this replicated White House room. So can these sites be used as 
newsworthy, um, propaganda type sites to tape these things and put them out to the mass media. I don't see, I don't see why not. There's a clear, there's clearly many, many type of mock cities. There's even mock buildings that are all across the country. That's another episode. However, there are these mock sites that are clearly used to as a ruse. They're used as ruses and they're not only used as planning and training sites. The the main element or the main purpose of these sites is to trick and to make us think or make whoever is looking at them think that it is something else when it is truly at its essence a completely different thing or or it is hiding something extremely important okay then listeners time for a quick and simple commercial break so i love making this podcast and any donations that you make will help me to continue to make queen's den better and better to make a donation Click the link below or visit the show webpage. We are back and thank you for rolling with me through these commercial breaks, you all. You know, I love to give a little break in between these segments and shout out to you for still being here, still diving into the conversation through these breaks. Oh, the last U.S. mock fake city that I want to talk about is SITE. And SITE stands for Center for Innovation Testing and Evaluation. This actual site is not yet been fully developed, but it is currently in the works as we speak. And it is going to be a 26 square mile Simulated town. It's going to be roughly the size of Bennington, Vermont. And it is going to be located in the New Mexico desert. Essentially, it's going to be a functional lab for product innovation. And if you read a tagline, right? If there was a tagline for the site city, that that is it. So, functional lab for product in innovation. There is a huge demand to have a living laboratory and again, air quotes there, to test security applications, drone technology, and other concepts that will justify the massive outlay in construction costs. And I mean, you know, massive. They're thinking this this thing is going to cost billions and billions of dollars and there are investors right now who are actually investing billions of dollars into this mock city this is actually going to be an antecedent site which means it is a site that's going to be a direct replica of an actual town that already exists plan layout is a model of an existing town in rock hill south carolina now this town is going to be a town it's going to have all the bells and whistles of an actual town from a campus to a downtown there are going to be agricultural areas water plant areas 
They are dividing it into research segments that also mock actual different parts of town. So you'll have your industrial segment, you'll have your working segment, you'll have a suburban segment, all of the works. There are going to be um, luxury hotels on site for investors and visitors. There are going to be these big, expansive, fancy classroom and research areas. Basically, it's going to be a super city that's not a real city. You know, it's a mock city. It's going to have the bells and whistles. This may be just one of the most technological event cities in the United States, and it's not even a damn city. It's there purely for massive research. And it doesn't matter who you are as long as you have the book. And what I mean by that is, this is not only a government contractual place. This place is also open to the private sector. And, you know, the private sector means whoever can whoever can write the check, okay? Private sector is whoever can write the check. So there is no cap on who can use this spot. It's all about who has the connection and who has the banks, the bank, to be able to use the site city spot. And again, this is all tailored to large scale mass population research. So imagine product testing on a scale that you have never seen before. Imagine McDonald's, and I'm just using McDonald's. I don't eat McDonald's. I'm not promoting McDonald's. Just an example. So if they wanted to test out a new burger, right, and <laughs> they could potentially use these sites to test to test them out because these sites actually they not only build these these very real real buildings these these won't be um mock buildings of the past so they won't be like a front painting of a building and it's actual the back is actual plywood no these are going to be actual full structures livable structures with hired actors portraying roles to be able to test out these different to test out whatever the um the goal in testing is so whatever that that test subject is these are going to be actually populated places and when i say populated i don't mean like populated by you and me i mean that they're going to be populated by researchers of course test subjects test actors mock actors if you will those are the people that are going to be residing or coming in and out of these places as this testing goes on. And again, the site city is not yet finished yet, but it is on its way. It is on the docket, child. It is coming. So this is just another of the dozens, if not hundreds of mock city sites that are all around the U.S. You know, deep diving into these mock cities and these these fake areas that are that are essentially taking up real land. You know, the city may not be real, but the land that it sits on is very real. The impact to the environment is very real, and 
Hell, the impact to your pocket is very real. If these cities, some of these cities, especially the government-focused ones, are essentially paid for with your tax dollars, which is another thing that's paid for with your tax dollars that we will never fucking, we never know about. <laughs> but it is, but what we're paying for, we're making it happen. These... It's almost, you know, it almost kind of tickles your brain with what is real and what is not. You know, what's a real city and what is not? Have I ever taken a road trip and passed through a mock city? You know, because these places are essentially erected so they can fool anybody and anybody includes you and me. You know, do have I ever flown over a mock city? Is every city that I see on my roadmap an actual city? Or is it just an old mock ghost town of the past that was used for some type of hydrogen battery testing for the U.S. government? Who knows? Do we really know? How deeper do we need to look into the cities of the country? And these are not just in these um, abandoned, more rural, in the middle of the country type areas. There are mock cities that are sprinkled in and very close to major, major um, city sectors that we live in today. Hell, how do you know that your city is a real city? Hmm. How do you know... <laughs> that your neighbor is a real neighbor and not just an actor who is participating in some type of massive government experimentation that you are a part of and you have no fucking idea. Those are the things that I think about as I explore the mock cities of the U.S. And as a member of the Queen's Den, baby, and someone who loves to go down the rabbit hole these are the questions that I want you to ask yourself. What is going on around me and why? With that being said, I will leave you all to ponder over that question as we conclude this episode. You know, where am I? Is it real? Is that neighbor real? Is that neighbor an actor? You have just been down the rabbit hole she she shed this is the queen's den and thank you for coming in thank you for listening in until next time y'all it has been real <laughs>